0: This is David opposing the matrix. How are you today? And uh, let's see, it's uh, the 23rd of September, uh, 2021. And it is currently 947 PM on the left coast. Folks, how are you doing? Um, Quite a day today. We had a whole bunch of people come in to, uh, you know, one at a time that is, uh, one group at a time to, to view the house and see if they're interested in buying it. So we were gone almost all day in a tiny little car with four dogs <laughs> uh very interesting day uh you want an interesting life get four dogs of different breeds it's uh will keep you busy that's, that's that's for sure but they're all rescue dogs and uh, you know it's the least i could do i love dogs and uh rescuing them is uh, is, a, is a noble thing to do i feel and uh they know they know when you rescue them they uh we have one he's a terrier he's the only boy dog that we have here actually and uh when he sits on my lap sometimes he just rests his head on my my uh, belly and he just looks up at me like i'm the best thing that ever happened to him and uh yeah he's probably the best dog that ever happened to me too so anyway um that's what we were doing today and and i knew i had to do a show and Believe me, I only had about four hours of sleep last night, so I was really tired today. But for some reason, I've got a little bit of energy tonight, and I figure I better take advantage of that and do a show while I can. Uh, I've been kind of, uh, lack for better words, angry at uh, what the government's been doing. Uh, it's been doing it for a long time, and and that's uh, suppressing and oppressing and oppressing. Um, just making it bad for the American people, who they're supposed to be representing. Uh, but they've they've become uh, overlords now instead of representatives, and that just doesn't go for the the civilian part of government. The military part of government too. A lot of them are uh, uh, don't have a good agenda. Let's put it that way. So. I found a, a several things, uh, you know, and this, some of it has to do with COVID because COVID is a weapon that's being used against us folks. It's, if you haven't figured that out already, I think most of you have, but, uh, it's a weapon. that's being used to, uh, to keep us, uh, enslaved for lack of better words, or, um, indentured servants might be a better term, uh, keeping us indoors, keeping us away from each other, uh, keeping us in small groups, keeping us out of churches, keeping us out of, uh, uh, venues, uh, it's, I, I still can understand why Walmart can stay open, but the little guy on the corner has to say close because he might have six or seven people in his shop while Walmart has a thousand people walking around in their shop or their store. So it's, it's all a money thing, folks. I think if you have the money to, to pay them to stay open and, uh, and to broadcast their propaganda in one way or another, then yeah, you can stay open as long as you want so anyway so the i was kind of looking at a list i I made a quick list and um you know so how has the government kind of been putting us under their their thumb you know for since probably about the beginning of the last century and through the last century and even into today and uh first thing i come up with is taxes Income tax, I don't know if you know this, but the great empires of this world, Rome, Greece, um, Syria, Babylonia, uh, all the great ones, Egyptians, the Egyptian empire, they never really taxed their citizens, the people that were called by their name. In other words, if you're a Roman citizen, you you had special rights than over people that just lived in Rome, you had a lot more rights than the people that Rome subjugated. And what Rome did, because let's pick Rome because we kind of have a system like Rome, uh, a republic and uh, a country that we're supposed to be represented by represent, represented by representatives, uh, human beings that are supposed to stand up for our rights, so kind of like the Roman Senate was. Uh, all of the Roman Senate was quite ineffectual most of the time, except when it came to killing uh, Caesars. Uh, so anyway... In the Roman Empire, if they conquered a country, that country had to pay tribute. The same with Babylon, the same with Assyria, the same with Greece, the same with uh, Egypt and everything else. If they conquered you, you paid tribute. So the king of your country would, every year, would would send uh, a large amount of gold or silver to the king that had subjugated you. And that's how taxes were paid. That's how the Roman Empire became so big and so wealthy. Uh, that's also how they came, became so corrupt that, um, you might remember, or maybe you don't know, but there was a, an account in scripture where, uh, Paul was arrested, the apostle Paul, and they took him down and they beat him, uh, whipped him, I think, and, and beat him up. And when he was in prison after that, uh, somebody walked up to him. I can't remember the exact way that it went about, but Paul said, you know, are you guys always accustomed to beating Roman citizens? And it said that when he found out he was a Roman citizen, they became sore afraid because you weren't supposed to beat a Roman citizen. <laughs> and so they worked out a deal with him that, you know, if you just keep your mouth shut, we'll, we'll just let you go. We'll escort you out of here. We'll give you protection because there was a bunch of people that were out to kill him uh, on the outside. And uh, so they got him out of the city and everything. But uh, I like the way he uh, kind of kept that to after he was beaten. You know, <laughs> It's like there was no doubt whatsoever that Paul was going to be released after he came out with that news so anyway that's the way things ran through the millennia through even in the middle ages you know if france attacked italy and france won over italy then france would uh would make italy pay tribute in one way or another okay and that tribute might mean joining their their cause their kingdom or or whatever and once they join the kingdom they become part of it and then uh but if it was the french and Italians, so to speak the French would sort of absorb Italy and that would be the tribute. They'd own Italy after that. Okay. Um, so that's the way things work. And then all of a sudden we have this, this country that comes into being in 1776. And, uh, on the premise that it's, it's a government, uh, by the citizens, citizenry, citizens, the people. <laughs> the, the Sorry. It's, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Um, so the people were supposed to be the rulers. They were supposed to be the kings, the queens, the ambassadors, instead of, um, instead of all the, uh, the hubbub that was going on over in, in Europe still and had been going on for millennia around the world. It was a new concept that, uh, caught on quite quickly. Actually, a lot of countries wanted it and a lot of countries adopted our system and uh, for a little while anyway. So time comes around, you know, and, and in the early United States, um the government received money through tariffs and sales tax okay yeah i don't see problem with sales tax you want to buy something you should pay a tax on it um but not your wages okay your wages are something that is is earned by blood sweat and tears so to speak and they're when they're they're taxing your blood sweat and tears they're taxing not just you but your very essence and that's wrong and um So in 1909, they got the idea, Hey, let's, let's make a, uh, let's make an income tax. And in 1913, it was ratified in the 16th amendment. Uh, but what a lot of people don't know that it was, it was voluntary, but do you think that the government's going to say, Hey, this is voluntary. You don't need to pay. Well, any guy in his right mind wouldn't pay. And I say guy, because back then the men handled the money in the house. Um, so any, any guy in his right mind wasn't going to, would say, Hey, I'm not paying it if it's voluntary. So they made it seem like it was mandatory and people started paying it like crazy. And that went all the way through and, and still is to today. So, uh, there have been attempts to try to change that. Every once in a while, the idea uh, pops up of a national sales tax or, but back when we were, we had some power basically or some, um, manufacturing might because we hadn't used up all of our resources and everything. And, we, and I shouldn't say that because we haven't used up all of them. Uh, but we've kind of ceased from, uh, from using our resources back then. Um, you know, you would, you would sell stuff and like the late 1800s, you would sell stuff. And when you sold it to, let's say England, England bought it, you'd say, okay, it's nice that you're buying it. But also um, when you're paying the, the manufacturer for that product, you're also going to put a dollar for every piece of product that you buy, and that money is going to be sent to the United States government. And that money was usually traded in gold or silver back then, and it was put placed in the um, the treasury. And that's how the government funded wars and everything else. Well, government funding wars wasn't has never been a, a good uh, a thing because uh, wars are very expensive to fight, and even the Civil War, Lincoln had to issue something called greenbacks that were worth nothing but they were satisfactory in, in trade and, and stuff like that. So um, anyway, another way that the government suppresses people, the draft, okay? But the draft also goes around, along with perpetual wars. And if you re- I, I highly recommend that you get Ralph Emerson's book, um, The Unseen Hand, and also The New World Order. That's a good book too. But Ralph does a really good job of explaining how the bankers are the ones that fund these wars, and when they, when they, uh, and they, fund, and they fund both sides too, so they never lose money. Okay, uh, they might pick the loser, and they usually do. There's usually a loser determined right at the beginning of the war, and then it's played out. But the thing is that men's lives are lost during that, and you can't put a price on a man's life. Okay, uh, a man's life or and a woman's life, a human being's life is, is incalculable. You know, it's, you can't place a price on it because God has given us our lives, you know, and how can you, how can you place a, a, a price on something that God has created? I don't think you can. Um, so with the perpetual wars, they, you know, they had to have it to where men were forced to go into war. And basically it basically is an involuntary servitude, you know, and, um, however, they made it sound like you were, it was your patriotic duty. <laughs> To join the fight for your country, and don't get me wrong, there is a duty to fight for your country. But when your country's attacked and when it's it's visibly and physically in danger, okay, uh, you could argue that the Vietnam War was was a just war. You, I guess you could argue that until you you read more about it. But uh, you know the the soldier, common soldier back then was taught, we, communism is spreading, kind of like in Korea too communism is spreading we have to stop it well they stopped it in korea but every time the communists wanted to they'd start a new war somewhere so it would be a perpetual fight against the communists and an unwinnable one and that's when we started having unwinnable wars okay because the 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 bankers realized that it was easier to to have an unwinnable war that way if nobody won then both then both sides won and if both sides won then the bankers made out like bandits right um so something to think about. And, and the big kahuna is a federal reserve. Okay. That came into being early in, um, early in the century also. Uh, the founding fathers were deadly set against the federal bank, uh, a national bank because they'd seen what it done. In, it was done in Europe. Uh, there's always a group of people that takes over a national bank and makes it theirs, uh, under the guise that it is, it belongs to the, the, the country that it's in. They make it theirs and then they either print more or less money in order to adjust the inflation. If they, if they want more money, they'll, more inflation, excuse me, they'll print more money. The money becomes worthless and you have to buy more of it in order for it to be worth something. Um, It's really kind of in in an evil sort of way. It's kind of a genius. Um, But scripture is very, very clear about charging usury and um, yeah, usury is borrowing and, and lending. But when you think about it, with the federal reserve banks it's the money's worth nothing uh you're, you're borrowing and lending against nothing and that's even worse than borrowing and lending against gold and silver uh we were on the gold standard until um oh man 1964 actually because that's when he stopped minting uh silver coins and uh, then they started with clad coinage which is really garbage coinage because it's like with a copper core and And then with a nickel um, copper alloy that's on top of it and it's all pressed together and and sealed up. And and, uh, yeah, it might be worth a little something, but it's not worth, a quarter's not worth 25 cents, a penny's not worth a penny. Uh, Especially nowadays, if if you look at a penny, you you feel it in your hand and it's like you can't feel it. It's like it's, it's not there. And if you take a little scratchy thing and you scratch on the top of it, it's very easy to scratch off the copper. It's a very thin layer of copper that's uh, electroplated, I guess, onto the penny. Uh, But it's mostly garbage. If it's aluminum, I'd really be surprised, you know. And that's more proof that your money's not worth anything and that the money that you're trading with is is garbage. And uh, unless we get a handle on that, it's not going to be a good thing. But the Federal Reserve, what they do is, like I said, it's a national bank. And uh, they print money and they sell the money to the government. And that money is usually sold in gold. And the Federal Reserve will take gold and they'll print money up, uh, paper money. Which, if you look at a dollar bill, it says it's just a, a note. It doesn't promise anything. Um, basically, if you if you buy something for a hundred dollars and you had a hundred dollar bills, 100 one dollar bills, um, and you gave them to somebody for a hundred dollars worth of product, you're giving them paper that's not backed by anything. Well, they in turn use that hundred dollars to pay their rent or whatever. So the money just keeps flowing and flowing and it's worth absolutely nothing. And that's why I'm interested in Gisera and Nessera, uh, that they're, uh, that hopefully that they're really considering these things to whether we have a year of Jubilee and get rid of all that fake money and the Federal Reserve and everything else and put us back under the gold and silver standard. And then uh, the money that you give to somebody, you could actually turn into the bank and get uh, $10 worth of gold for $10 bill, $10 worth of silver. The price of gold would come down, the price of silver would come down. I mean, that's bad news for the people that have gold <laughs> and silver, but for the everyday Joe like me and you, you know, it's, it would be a pretty good thing. Um, anyway, so this is the way that the government has enslaved us, just a few ways that they've enslaved us. Uh, making arcane and stupid rules is another way. Um, and, and some of these rules aren't even rules, but they'll tell you that they are. I'll give you an example. Um, <laughs> We've got a, uh, I call him a dog catcher. He's he's really a sheriff's deputy, but I don't know what he did. He must've really pissed somebody off because now he he goes around issuing tickets for barking dogs. And um, maybe he likes that job. I don't know. It, It would be a pretty easy job except for putting up with people when they became irate. But if you're wearing a gun and you seem to have authority, then you can put that down right away. Anyway, so we, we've got a neighbor that likes to, agitate our dogs get them barking and then she tapes them and then she calls the sheriff and after after they've been taped for 20 minutes that's an infraction it's a public nuisance and so she'll tape it and she was caught a couple times splicing tapes together uh, and she never got in trouble for that there's just some people in this world that are they, they can get away with murder legal uh, literally and and uh, and she's one of them but anyway So he came over uh, a few weeks ago and he was talking to another neighbor that lived across the street, a nice lady, and she's got a dog that barks every once in a while. Dogs do that. They bark. Dogs bark. Okay. Cats meow, dogs bark, cows moo. Okay, And um, so, you know, she agitated the dog and sat there and taped it while it barked and then called the sheriff and the sheriff came out or the dog catcher came out. And, uh, and issued her a ticket for like, it was like $267. And, um, and so I went over there and I, she felt bad and I said, don't feel bad. You didn't do anything. Well, he, he became irate when I said that he goes, yes, she did. And I go, no, she didn't. You know, her dog barked big deal. Oh yeah. He says, well, I could write a ticket right now because that dog is barking in that house. And I'm like, Oh, we've got a power trip going, don't we? So Anyway, uh this guy and, and he's got another cohort he works with. They're notorious for for badgering people about barking dogs. And, and the one that we we were encountering is, of all things, I call him the dog psychologist because he he seems to tell the you know um, that dog should know. Now, what is the dog supposed to know? You know, it's you can't teach a dog. I mean, you could teach him tricks, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, and you can get them to stop barking, but some dogs, you got to put shock collars on them and everything else. It's just their nature, dogs bark. And when you live out in the country, you should be able to have dogs that bark because there's things out here that you want to be warned about, um, including creepy neighbors across the street. But, um, so anyway, he became irate and I says, you know, this is an unjust prosecution. And I says, we're going to have to do something. He goes, go ahead. I don't care. (laughs) So anyway, I I still have to write to his boss. That's going to be one of my parting shots before we move out of this County. But, um, and I hate to move out of this County. This County is really good. The sheriff's a nice guy. Most of his deputies that I've just about every deputy I've encountered, except for the dog catcher is a nice guy or a nice lady. Okay. So, but you know, you get this and, and think about it. If you're a dog catcher, you're going to get a power trip, right? Because you've got like the lowest of jobs. Um, there's, there, you know, that's why there's so many dog catcher jokes out there, or, you know, the, the threat, the old threat. Uh, you, when I get done with you, you'll be, you won't even be able to be dog catcher around here. Um, anyway, I'm, I don't want to go down that road too far because <laughs> it really works me up. But the guy abuses his power and, um, and evidently thinks that uh, dogs can, uh, can learn on their own. You know, this dog is supposed. To, no, you teach a dog how to learn you know you and sometimes it never learns you you get a dog it never learns sometimes the dog will learn for the first week you know that you're teaching it but uh for some reason this guy thinks that he's a dog psychologist and and uh i don't know he's a schmuck just like a lot of them are but um anyway so there's another abuse of power and there's where the government is suppressing the people he's supposed to be serving the people but he's he's suppressing uh, well, there's five of us, three or four or five of us neighbors that have dogs that bark. And so we all get tickets while well, this woman just skates all the time. So show me where the fairness is in that, you know, and, and, and then you got to wonder why, why does this guy favor this woman? You know, either one or two reasons is to keep her quiet because she's a pain in the rear end or she's got something on him, you know? Um, uh, and I don't want to even go any farther on that. Anyway, so it, what is that saying? Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you got to think that when you got a gun strapped to your hip, you have absolute power. Okay. So people like this guy and others, you know, they have that gun and it's like, okay, well, you know, you're going to look back to me. I'm going to arrest you or I'm going to point this gun at you and tell you you're being a danger to me. And I'm going to call my fellow deputies out and they're going to come arrest you. Um, That's that's an abuse of power. And uh, something that seems to happen... Uh, more than often, more than it sh- sh- should happen here in Oregon for some reason. I don't know why, but, um, so hopefully Barney Fife will, uh, somebody will take care of him and, you know, put him back in his place and hopefully it'll be his boss. Anyway, so, so what's the government doing nowadays? Uh, well, the government has been doing stuff for years. So they've had LSD exp- uh, experiments on people where they've sprayed LSD from the air to see what it would do. Uh, released it in subway stations, um, mostly the guys of the CIA. Um, but uh, a lot of different things. I look at the Tuskegee experiments, not the airmen, but the Tuskegee experiments down in uh, Mississippi. Uh, back in the 20s, I think it was that uh, the government came in, told these black men, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna test you uh, and see what syphilis does. Now remember, back in the 30s, there was no cure for syphilis. It killed Al Capone in jail, as a matter of fact. Um, and believe me, if there was a cure, he would have gotten it. But um, so they walked, you know, walked into this this neighborhood or this community, and they said, uh, "We're gonna inject you with this, and we have some cures. And we're gonna try to we're gonna cure you of this, just to see how it works and stuff." So uh, there was the first lie, the first deception. So they injected him with syphilis. And, uh, you know, people started dying left and right and nobody was getting a cure because there wasn't one and it killed quite a few men and syphilis dying from syphilis is a terrible thing because it, it eventually works itself up to your brain. And so it drives you insane. Um, that's, that's the last, usually the last thing that happens is it eats your brain up and it drives you insane. It makes you into a mental moron. And, uh, you start losing your faculties like eating. You don't know, know when or how to eat. Um, you wet yourself all the time. You you crap your pants and, and the whole nine yards, you know, and that's, that's no way to live. It's no way to die either, for that matter. Um, so, you know, that was back then, the early 1900s. And then, um, you know, things were always done to servicemen uh, to test them for different things. Uh, this country is just as guilty as the Nazis in World War II are uh, when it comes to testing uh, medical stuff. Um, and it continues with COVID. So, uh, you know, with the government's, uh, uh, what they believe is uh, screw the Nuremberg Codes. You know, we're going to do what we want to do. And uh, I'm sorry, but you signed the Nuremberg Codes and you said that they were basically uh, part of the law of this land. And uh, when you're violating them, you're basically breaking American law. But anyway... Um, uh, so all throughout history or especially the last, um, 120 years, uh, this is, this stuff has been going on and say it's, it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse to where now there's, they're letting, um, deadly, uh, contagions go in the, into the population to kill people and giving them a shot that it does absolutely nothing except destroy their immune system further. So that the next time they get sick, they get it so bad that they die. Um, and that's a proven fact, folks. Don't let the press tell you that that doesn't happen. It's not the vac- unvaccinated people that are hurting everybody. It's the vaccinated. Because uh, not only do they come down with the virus again, and even in a deadly manner, but they shed the proteins. And when they shed the proteins, they go on to you, and they go on to me, and they work into our skin. And uh, they, can, they can really wreak havoc and give us um, an accelerated form of COVID that kills you. Hold on, folks. I got allergies <coughs> oh. okay wow I think I lost some gray matter on that one um, and all the people went yeah <laughs> you did uh, so anyway what I want to do is um, I'm gonna I've got uh, I got a video and I got two articles I want to look at the video is gonna talk about uh several things going to talk about COVID a little bit but it's also going to talk also going to talk about some things that maybe plan planned for for us uh America that is as uh at the end of this year um a disease that is kind of akin to polio uh but that polio drugs don't fight and that that'll be maybe the next epidemic and this one's going to be to take out the younger people okay because COVID doesn't have a lot of effect on younger people so anyway, I'm going to go ahead and, and go to that and make sure I turn this on this time. Okay. And I'll go here. This is an article. It looks like it's by a place called Healing Earth. It was published August 28th, 2021, and it's on Rumble. It's Dr. Artis, Shocking News. And If you look down here, it says Source, Blessed to Teach, and it gives a bit shoot a, a address if you wanted to ever go here. If you want to just, just go to Rumble and type in... um uh, either doctor artists or shocking news or the whole thing. And this will come up for you, but, uh, this, it's interesting, but this is scary. Okay. Because it shows the plans that they have and that since COVID hasn't worked, they have something else that might be a little more effective. Um, well, we'll see what happens. So let's, let's see what this, uh, these guys have to say. I think the guy on the right is a, a doctor. Um, and the guy on the left is interviewing him. I don't know who he is, but, uh, so we'll go for that and as soon as i start it i'll make it a bigger video so we can uh check it out okay so here we go
1: average age oh, they they wow. can foresee okay that are in the
0: shot here we go right. people know.
1: yeah so august 17th uh, well actually there's a few things so the fda approved we know this, Pfizer. this new version of the Pfizer COVID-19 shot on Monday of this week. Uh, they've got two weeks, Pfizer does, to turn into the FDA all listed ingredients that are in the shot, mm-hmm. along with a complementary labeling, and they have to match up. So they have to disclose for the first time now to the world what's in there,
2: wow. which there
1: have been proposed ideas that there's graphene oxide in there, how much mRNA is in there. Mm-hmm. We actually don't know all the ingredients. The Emergency Use Authorization allowed the actual manufacturers to put in and change the formula this entire time. Wow. It's only once the approval process from the FDA steps in that they're not allowed to change it legally anymore. So they have to submit what it, what's the final version wow. of your vaccine.
3: So every shot that people got could be different. Could be completely different. A, yeah, that's crazy. For
1: example, the very first Moderna shots that went out in December, they had two, two right. patented little ingredients inside the shots. Right. Now there's seven. But they haven't had to disclose what the other five are. We don't even know what they are. So all of these have been different. So one of the reasons why people ask, I mean, they ask a lot and reach out to us a lot. Why is it that I got the shots early on for COVID-19, but I didn't get sick? And why are we seeing all these other issues? And I'm telling them, they're actually changing the lots all the time. So I actually think the original shots did not have all the ingredients they do now. It's obvious. Moderna only had two patented ingredients. Now there's seven. They're actually more dangerous now, I would expect, than the previous one. So so that's the news that's come out about the FDA. Uh, the CDC also announced in the same week, they announced that, they put it out in the media, if you didn't see this yet, US News reported on it on the 17th, Florida Star reported it. We've already got all the media outlets talking about it. They then sent a notice to every hospital in the United States and said, this week you can expect all doctors in all hospitals around the country you can expect an outbreak between now and November of this year mm-hmm. of a polio-like outbreak disease among children. Average age of five years old.
2: Average age?
1: They, they wow. can foresee that there's going to be a flooding into hospitals around the country that children are going to present with paralyzed arms, paralyzed legs. They're not going to be able to walk. And the CDC is letting all the hospitals know that when you see these presentations, even half of their faces will be paralyzed and a lot of them. They're calling it acute flaccid myelitis, and they're telling the docs this is what it looks like. Be prepared when they walk in. Make sure you diagnose it this way. There is no cure, by the way, is what they have actually stated to all the hospitals. You just need to start early physical therapy is your only chance to try to restore normal uh, nerve function. And the truth is, The first question you have is, is how in the world would the CDC know that there's a coming outbreak among children of a polio-like, as they called it, a polio-like disease in the next four months? I mean, you're Christian, right? Yeah. Some people have the spirit of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Do you think the CDC's got prophets sitting in there going, hey, I can foresee in the next four months there's going to be a flood of children around the world, average age five years old. They've created something. How do they know it?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, They actually stated that they have seen small outbreaks every two years from 2014, 16, 18, and they're expecting an even larger one now this year. So I spent the last week trying to figure out why in the world would the CDC know that this a polio-like new disease in children, average age five years old, average age of five. How would they know that in 2014 is when this problem started, and now they know it's gonna be even worse now, and they said it was skipping every two years. 14, 16, bizarre. 18, and 21. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go on the CDC.gov's website, it didn't skip any year. It actually has the outbreaks. If you look up acute flaccid myelitis, you can mm-hmm. ask my wife, I have been digging into this all week. When they made that announcement, I was gonna to prove to the world why it is they know that children across America over the next four months are gonna have paralyzed limbs, arms, and faces mm-hmm. flooding into hospitals around this country. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. It wasn't that hard. If you go to actually 2014, you go to CDCs.gov's website, type in acute flaccid myelitis, mm-hmm. and then click on the left side. It says uh, annual outbreaks, click it, and it shows you a map. 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. It shows the whole map which states had these cases in them. Every year has had cases since 2014. There were just more on those uh, odd-numbered years.
2: Okay.
3: So... That's not very scientific.
1: (laughs) So so the first thing is they lied to you and they said it's skipping years. No, it's not. It's actually been every year since 2014. And interesting, when you type in acute flaccid myelitis, the starting reporting for this disease is only in 2014. It doesn't exist before 2014. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Yeah. They know there's going to be a huge outbreak of this polio-like disease across the nation. So I want to ask you something. <clears throat> How long do you think the CDC's known about acute flaccid myelitis?
3: Probably for, for since they existed.
1: <laughs> on okay. CDC's website. Right. In the Philippines, reported on CDC.gov, acute flaccid paralysis they make this huge notice about. right? occurred in polio derived vaccines in the Philippines in children uh-huh. 2001, 2001 is the date of the article way before the four- 2014 so they have known now you had to listen to it it's actually titled acute flaccid paralysis in children due to polio derived vaccines mm. in children so fast forward now 20 years later Actually created from the vaccines. It's actually polio derived from the vaccines wow. on CDC. Go. So 20 years later, they're actually stating there's going to be this obviously polio like disease coming out in children across the United States, a large outbreak, biggest mm-hmm. ever. But they've only been tracking this since 2014, wow. supposedly. Well, they, knew, they know from 2001, vaccines caused it in the Philippine children in right. 2001. Right. Acute flaccid paralysis, vaccine-induced. Now, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What organization in our federal government actually puts together every year the annual vaccine schedule for all children and adults? Do you know what organization it is?
3: Would that be the FTC?
1: Nope. That's the, the Federal CD- Trade Commission. CDC? That is the Centers <laughs> the for CDC. Disease Control. So <laughs> right. the C D C sets the schedule every year. Mm-hmm. Right. The C D C the schedule for all vaccines every year. Mm-hmm. Do you know of all the remember they said this is gonna happen to children. Of the child vaccines, <clears throat> do you know which one and only one vaccine is actually given at a certain period of time in a year in all children?
3: probably
1: right before five years old, right? Nope, it's actually every year it has this one season where they give you this one shot. So the childhood vaccines, which include like Hib and hepatitis B and polio and DTaP, and all of them are set up on wellness schedule checks with your pediatrician per your birth date. So all the children in the world are getting Hep B on their birthday, boosters on their birthday, DTaP, All of them are actually set on a schedule surrounding your birthday or the six months between your birthday dates in a year, Okay. except for one. The actual CDC just stated there's going to be a polio-like outbreak among children in the United States between August and November in the next four months. (laughs) Do you know that every year there's only one shot that the CDC recommends and mandates and pushes on the populace, including children? from August to the last week of October? Flu shot? Every year. The yeah, flu shot? The flu shot. <laughs> they just
3: said- I finally got it. You're going, this guy's slow. No, they just <laughs> said
1: it's gonna happen between August and November. Right. We know it's gonna happen. Don't go so get then, the flu shot. Please. And they said it's only been happening, we've seen these outbreaks since 2014. Mm-hmm. So, how do they know this is gonna happen in 2021? I already figured it out. Mm-hmm. You can go on the FDA.gov's website and you can actually look at every year mm-hmm. which manufacturers of flu vaccines are given the most lots or granted the most purchases by the federal government mm-hmm. to be shipped out across the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Three of the largest five lots being administered and given out to vaccine manufacturers this year for flu shots,
2: mm-hmm.
1: three of the five mm-hmm. were introduced and FDA approved in 2013.
3: Interesting.
1: Wow. All three of them have known side effects of paralyzed arms, legs, half of the face called Bell's palsy and it's in their own documents. Now each of these three who were actually FDA approved and released and started to be released in 2014 were causing this new neurological paralyzed polio like issue Mm -hmm. they called acute flaccid myelitis. Do you know how it is they know that in 2021 there's going to be a larger outbreak than any of these other years?
3: They gave more shots out
1: at- They gave these five flu shot companies with known side effects of paralyzing arms and legs in children. They just gave them record amounts of lots that they purchased to actually distribute to all of America wow. this year. Some of them are by double any year they were giving them before. So wow. I'm going to actually take audiences on uh, our TV show that we're doing live every Wednesday morning, uh, 10 to 11 Eastern. You can expect I'm going to show you how it is the CDC has set this up. All the dates in which each vaccine has been authorized and been given to children. And when you see the spikes in this new acute flaccid myelitis, but I have to tell you, they actually, the CDC, if you really think they love us all and we're just giving us a warning to make sure all the docs and hospitals knew that this was what it looks like and this is what you call it. The shame I find with the CDC is they're telling all the hospitals that when you see it, you're going to call it acute flaccid myelitis. Do you want to know what my problem is with that? It actually isn't acute flaccid myelitis. It's actually Guillain-Barre syndrome. Mm -hmm. And Guillain-Barre syndrome, per the FDA's own documents, in October before the COVID-19 shots came out Mm -hmm. in December, the very first listed side effect is Guillain-Barre syndrome. Do you know what we've been saying in the media since October? Guillain-Barre syndrome, if you don't know what it is, it looks like polio. Mm -hmm. Now the CDC's coming out right now, going in the next four months, we're gonna see a polio-like outbreak Mm -hmm. among children do you well, know what the do you know what pfizer has asked for from the fda what they've asked for an approval right now in september or october of this year to start vaccinating all five-year-old to 11 years old mm-hmm. and what did the cdc say is the average years of children's ages that gets acute flaccid paralyzed oh. arms and limbs five years old mm-hmm. in the last seven years mm-hmm. starting in 2014. now If it's not just, I'm just gonna tell you, they're gonna actually push these flu shots known to cause paralyzed arms and legs and paralyzed faces. Only 60% of the children recover from this after a year, being able to walk or use their arm again or their face return. Oh my goodness. 40% have it for life. Mm -hmm. How does the CDC know that it's gonna come out and be the next outbreak of a disease among children is gonna be this polio-like paralyzed state? There's two ways they're gonna make sure this happens. They're gonna push these flu shots that are known to cause it since 2014 that they've approved. And Pfizer has asked the FDA to approve by September or octo- October, allow us to start vaccinating with COVID-19 shots, children ages five to 11. Mm-hmm. If the CDC gives approval and I'm warning all parents right now, be looking out for this. If it comes out in September, that the CDC has authorized Pfizer to start injecting five to 11 year olds, mm-hmm. This is exactly how the CDC knew mm-hmm. that children were going to be paralyzed from arms, legs down. They told the hospitals up front, you need to call it acute flaccid myelitis. You want to know why they're telling the hospitals that? To cover, to cover their butts. Cause we know and been telling people since last October that Guillain-Barré syndrome, which is identical in definition to acute flaccid myelitis. And I'm going to show the world next Wednesday morning, 10 to 11 a.m. I'm going to show you the definition. On the,
2: the Dr. Definition. Artist show, right? On the Dr. Artist show, <laughs> okay. it'll be
1: on Brighteon TV Live. Go to TV and watch it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to actually show you all the definitions from every every health official's website, federal government, the COVID, I mean, uh, CDC. You just need to know that the only way CDC, the CDC knows that children are going to start being paralyzed in this massive outbreak across the country they're going to cause it. Mm-hmm. is because there's something they're going to institute, which is flu shots, which are coming, all brand new lots across the world, Across America, that we've never seen in these doses before, mm-hmm. and then if they allow Pfizer in September or October to start injecting kids five years old to 11, this you, you can't even make this stuff up. It's they're, they're putting it right out in front of you. Right. If the CDC comes out and allows Pfizer to start injecting children okay. in uh, September, or October, this is how they knew that they were, there was going to be all these paralyzed children being coming to hospitals. Do not yeah. vaccinate your children this fall. Do not allow them to do the COVID-19 shot. Do not allow them to do the flu shot on any of your children. Crimes against humanity. And let's see if we can stop this supposed polio-like outbreak. Yes. It's disgusting.
3: And yeah, so getting your kids a flu shot and that, those two things combined, is really what's going to make sure it happens.
1: Yep. Right? And, for, and for any parents who actually have a schedule of getting their children getting updated vaccines... Mm-hmm. Remember, they said this is an average of five years old. This would be children going into kindergarten.
2: Right.
1: I did not vaccinate any of my kids before. they, Like, by the time they went to kindergarten, I didn't vaccinate any of my kids. Right. So if you are actually vaccinating your children and you, if it's typical that when you go get your vaccines updates before you get your kid into, into kindergarten, if a polio vaccine is a part of that regimen, this is another way in which they know. hmm that there's going to be a polio shot, which is linked to polio derived acute flaccid myelitis. Since 2001. If there's a polio shot, they're recommending to children before they go into school. I just don't know. I never was a part of that. But if there is, you make sure you ask every pediatrician that you're taking your children to, I don't want a polio shot before they go to school. It's not required. Okay. I don't want a flu shot. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely not doing the COVID shot. And that will stop this pandemic that's coming that they're planning on, which is an outbreak of paralyzing kids.
3: Vital, important information. Thank you so much for taking the time to to talk about that. And I want to kind of circle back real quickly to those people who have gotten the vaccine and those people who aren't still making sure that you boost your immune system. You quickly go over your regimen. You talk about it each time. So
1: so every single patient in the world who's actually got the vaccine is living with someone who's got the vaccine Mm -hmm. or you're interacting in the world with people who have the vaccine, those who have gotten the shots and those who are exposed to those with the shots, Mm There is shedding transmission documented coming from those who are vaccinated to those who are unvaccinated the threat's the same there's four things everybody should be doing immediately it's a part of my disease prevention cocktail 5,000 milligrams of vitamin c at minimum every day i do 10,000 milligrams i will do it for life this is super important 5,000 milligrams is the minimum 10,000 is the maximum right split it up throughout the day because you pee out all your vitamin c you drink every two to three hours so you have to keep putting it in Right. Number two is magnesium at 500 milligrams minimum a day You should try to get to a thousand. I do a thousand a day with no issues
3: 500 milligrams.
1: 500 is where you start milligrams mm-hmm. magnesium mm-hmm. Number three is selenium Selenium's at 200 micrograms MCG one supplement. It's enough and then apple pectin is 700 milligrams twice daily This will protect those who are getting the jabs from right. the things that are about to be ex- disclosed to the FDA from Pfizer and Moderna's now applied for the FDA approval. They're both gonna have to actually tell us now what's in the shots. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's graphene oxide, it doesn't matter if it's polyethylene glycol, it doesn't matter if it's polysorbate 80. You have to use apple pectin to help bind to and remove the toxic poisons that are in those shots. They are poisonous. Apple pectin. Pectin. Powder.
3: And where do you find that?
1: I actually get it from a company called Holistic Herbs. I get it in bulk form. So you just take scoops of it. Holistic Herbs. Yep, 700 milligrams twice a day. They also sell it in capsule forms. Okay. The key dose is 700 milligrams, and uh, there's if you email, not have to email me. Go to the d the drardishow.com the dr a r show.com. Put in your email, you will get sent to you my 67 page COVID document my 20-page disease prevention cocktail with all the child doses, adult doses, and all the research backing up how we know it's going to protect right. you from disease.
3: And that's that little QR code that you have right there on the right, right? So,
1: I'll, very so I'll try to
3: put that link in there as well to this video. So, yeah. yep. so you can click at the link below. We'll try to get that in there. But thank you so much for taking the time to do that. So well. I, like I got to do, you know, we have a bunch of a bunch of prayer warriors out here too, right? So yeah, any do. specific things that we can... Uh, Pray for you and your wife about pray
1: that people find access yeah. to where we are telling the truth right. there's so much censorship there's yeah. so much massive
2: right.
3: media
1: coverage on a narrative that's completely false mm-hmm. so I would pray that individuals are enlightened inspired to go to the platforms where truth is being told
2: Okay. That's through simple. you
1: yeah. through the dr. artist show yep. through Brady on TV uh, through Frank speech if you want to go there there's tons follow the podcasters there if you do anything there's a lot of people out there telling the truth and trying, oh, go to Clout Hub. There's tons of people on Cloud Hub yep. that are trying to get the truth out, uncensored truth.
3: Staying away from uh, Google searches and YouTube and uh, Facebook. They're just censoring everything about the truth, right? So,
2: yep, very
3: so, true. So, so let me let me pray for you real quick.
2: Sure. And just Heavenly it.
3: Father, just thank you so much for Dr. Artis and uh, his... Uh, his research capabilities, his communication skills, his show. Lord, we just pray for a hedge of protection around him, as uh, he and his family and his extended family, as uh, as as a, as, a, as this cabal, these these uh, these guys doing crimes against humanity, do not care, and they and they do not appreciate what he's doing. So put your supernatural protection around him. Allow him to be the bold voice that he is right now. And as he prayed, may many people come to know where the truth is being told, where it's not. We are the news now uh, as far as getting truth on the election fraud, as far as the, what's happening with the vaccines, what's happening with all these type of things. People like Dr. Artis are standing in the gap for you. Please share it with your friends. Allow that, Lord. And I just pray that, that, that it will spread. And uh, again, blessings. And you will use Dr. Artist in a way more than, than, than he could ever ask or imagine. And we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. All
3: right. Signing off from the uh, from St. Louis Bards Fest. With Dr. Artist. God bless.
1: Last comment. Trust God more than man. Even me. Do the research. We'll get it to you. All, All right. right. Amen. Amen.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, folks. That was quite interesting. Uh, you know... <coughs> I'm gonna go back here for a second, and I'm going to hide the stream. Okay, I can go back to that in a minute. Um, very interesting because while he was talking about that, especially the, the, the five to eleven year old kids, I decided to go to Google because I figured if if um, Google was such a information source for what's not supposed to happen. You know for evil let's say um then they would broadcast it all over the place right they would put down every stupid link that's out there telling parents or informing the public that is that um that this is going to happen and so i went there i went to uh i did a google search bear with me um i'm just going to read the uh the names of the uh, articles and when they were published on here uh you know in a google search so the first one's from NPR. It says Pfizer says it's COVID vaccine works in kids ages 5 to 11. And that was posted four days ago. Okay. Next one. AP News. Okay. Posted, doesn't say, oh, four days ago. Pfizer says COVID-19 vaccine works in kids 5 through 11. Next one, CNN.com, oh, Communist News Network. Uh, Posted three days ago, Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for five to 11 years old is safe and shows, it it continues. Um, Let's see, New York Times posted two days ago, COVID vaccine prompts strong immune responses in younger people. Okay. Four days ago, Pfizer and BioNTech announced positive top line results talking about children, COVID-19 vaccine in children 5 to 11. Okay, Reuters.com posted September 10th. U.S. could authorize Pfizer COVID-19 shots for kids ages 5 through 11. Remember he said September is when this is going to start happening. And there it is, folks. It's happening. Uh, Another one, Science News. Pfizer says COVID-19 vaccine works well in kids 5 through 11. I mean, it just goes on and on. CNET, ABC News. There's this insider. There's this, there's this vaccines could get authorized for young kids this fall. I mean, there it is in, well, here it's in blue and white, but, um, so they're trying to push it now, folks, or yeah. it's amazing. It's like, we just heard a prophetic word actually, but actually the guy made the, the statement knowing that what they're, what they're doing. So, um, because it's been in print, I guess, but, uh, very interesting, very interesting. And, um, you heard them, folks. If you have a kid, uh, anywhere from ages one to one, one to twenty, or if you have even adults at home, you know, everybody, every human being that lives on the earth should not take the COVID nineteen vaccine. Just don't take it, okay? And like he said, you know, the original formula had two constituents, and today's formula has seven constituents. Um, and you know, what's funny is they, that news came out a while ago and I still haven't seen anything that talks about what's in the COVID-19 vaccine, almost like it's being hushed up or something. So, uh, something to think about. Okay. Um, we, uh, are seeing more and more people that are, um, uh, are passing away from getting the, the COVID-19 shot and, it's very sobering, folks. It really is. It's uh, it's uh very sobering. And it's sad. It really is because everybody rushed to get this thing because of what the government said. And then they rushed to get it because the government said, if you don't get it, you're going to get in trouble. And I just see the American, the spirit of America kind of just dying. You know, it's like um, there's an episode of Star Trek years ago. Uh, probably about 1967 68 and uh they landed on this or they beamed down to this planet and it was a lot like the the earth and probably like the earth in maybe 1960s 1950s the way people were dressed you know and uh all the people listened were or, or kind of guided by this thing called landrew okay and you remember that one yeah okay so Landry would tell people when to do this, when to do that. And they had a thing called festival. It was, I don't know how many times a year or how many times a week it happened, but when the clock struck a certain time for an hour, people would just go berserk, you know? I mean, doing everything, um, everything immoral that they could do, you know, murdering, uh, rape, pillage, plunder, the whole nine yards. And, uh, and then when the clock struck the next hour, everybody just went back to normal, like nothing happened. Well, anyway, uh, the Kirk's, uh, the, uh, enterprises crew saw that this was wrong and uh, the people didn't have self-determination. So they found out what land, that Landru was a computer and they went in and they, they blasted a hole in the wall of Landru, you know, and realized it was a computer and then, uh, destroyed Landrew. And this is the part I'm getting to right after they destroyed Landru, there was two of Landrew's um, you would, they almost looked like monks. Um, like Catholic monks, you know, they were dressed in like a brown hooded thing that went all the way down to the floor. And they came running in, Landrew, help us. Landrew, what do we do now? Landrew, help us, you know, guide us. And and that's uh, kind of like what the American public is like anymore. You know, it's not, there's no self-determination, no thinking, no, no processing of what could be right, what could be wrong. And a lot of uh, pressure to where if you do start asking questions and wondering, you're seen as an anti-government person, you're seen as an anti-society person, you're seen as, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody got called racist for asking questions about COVID-19 uh, shots. But uh, anyway, uh, this is the mentality of America these days. Now there are people that, that resist and fight, about a third of Americans resist and fight. And uh, as far as I could tell, the resisting definitely, fighting, eh, you know, but, um, anyway, that's got to get to be more towards like 90% of us fighting and resisting and 10% not, you know, and I think it's going to get to that. I really do. Um, okay. So what I want to do now is go back because let's see, let's hit this again. All right, there we are. And I'll go back to here. A couple of articles I want to read because this is going to show you the depths that the government is sinking to sinking to and you've probably seen how deep the government can sink the, the depths that they can they can burrow into but um this is this is just amazing um so I found an article on natural news okay uh I just happen to like natural news they they seem to come out with stuff I'd be thinking about something and they come out with an article it's really weird so we're going to read two articles for him. Uh, this one is uh, talks about its a report, Wuhan lab requested funding from DARPA. Uh, what does that stand for? Let's look that up. I wanted to look that up. It's a defense. Um, here, let's just look that up real quick. D-A-R-P-A. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Okay. It's a government concern. All right. All right, so this, uh, okay. The DARPA to make chimeric uh, viruses, genetically alter coronaviruses to make them more infectious to humans. Um, You ever heard of gain of function? That's what gain of function is. Uh, To make them so that they can cross over species and to make them more virulent. okay? Um, This is a very little known fact, but I heard it from a guy that was in Korea because my dad knew him. Uh, At the time, my dad was uh, dating his... his, uh, second wife before they got married and uh, the woman that would become his second wife, I should say. And uh, her f- stepfather uh, happened to be, he was a older, older than my dad, of course, but um, was also in Korea like my dad was. And, and he was more in uh, involved in the intelligence uh, aspect of the Korean war and, and told us, and I heard this myself that what the United States government did is they infected rats with the bubonic plague plague, and then flew low over uh north korea and dropped these rats everywhere they could think of especially in the cities so there's biological warfare right there and this is back in the 1950s i mean it's a crude method of biological war but it could be effective you know Uh, bubonic plague is nothing to mess with especially in a country like north korea that doesn't have any health care system um you know uh, antibiotics are basically new and that's how you fight bubonic plague is with antibiotics so um Uh, You never hear a report of a bubonic plague going through North Korea or Chinese uh, troops, but I'm sure it did. And uh, that's your government for you. Uh, Just because it's a war doesn't mean that everything you do is right. Okay. Anyway, this was published uh, Thursday, September 23rd, 2021, which would be today. Um, And by the news editors. Okay. And we'll read the tags because I love the tags in these articles, bad health, bad science, Biological weapons, bioterrorism, China, conspiracy, coronavirus, COVID-19, DARPA, genetic lunacy, um, infections, national security, pandemic, research, virus, WHO, and Wuhan. Okay, that pretty well covers it all. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's uh, just run down the, oh, it's not a very long article at all, so that's good. Okay, a bombshell report has concluded that scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and their affiliated partners attempted to secure $14 million in funding from the Pentagon's scientific arm, DARPA, to genetically alter viruses, including the back coronavirus, and to make them more infectious to humans, just 18 months prior to the subsequent outbreak and pandemic. Now, this is uh, an article by Stephen Watson republished uh, from Infowars.com. Got to give credit, folks. Okay, and it continues. The London Telegraph reports the findings revealed that by drastic, by drastic, a web-based investigations team set up by scientists from across the world to look into the origins of COVID-19. The documents they obtained confirmed as genuine by former U.S. government officials show that DARPA uh, turned down the request saying the plans for yet more gain of function research were too dangerous for the human population. The Telegraph notes that the documents revealed the Wuhan scientists submitted plans to release skin penetrating nanoparticles containing novel chimeric spike proteins, a bat coronavirus into in cave bats in Yun- Yunnan, China. Remember these words, nanoparticles, skin penetrating nanoparticles. Okay all right chimeric spike proteins you know what chimeric means right it means a combination of two different species well in this case two different viruses i guess okay the documents also show that the plan involved genetically altering the bat coronavirus to add human specific cleavage sites essentially making it easier for the virus to get into human cells you know you hear about people shedding the virus this is how it happens um it actually sheds from the the person that's had the uh, injection, the uh, COVID-19 shot, the mRNA shot, it sheds the proteins, the proteins get onto you and they're able to work through the skin. And if you don't think that could happen, well then look at things like Bengay and look at uh um, diclofenic um, cream for arthritis. It works. Diclofenic cream works folks. And I rub it on my skin and my, my joints quit hurting and I don't think it's psychosomatic. I think it's, Definitely, it goes through your skin, it gets into your bloodstream, right under the dermis, and it goes right to where it should, right where your pain is. Okay. And there are other patches. There, are, there are nicotine patches that keep people from smoking. There are, are lidoderm patches that people put over painful areas, and it goes in and it stops the pain. You know, there, there are patches for everything, just about. What about if you're seasick and you put one of those, uh, those patches behind your ears? You know, you're not seasick anymore, right? When you go out on the sea or on a very turbulent lake or something. Yeah, these things work, okay? You, your skin can absorb things. Um, your skin is the, your biggest organ, of course, and it's the most complicated organ that you have, too, I do believe, uh, because there's different skin in different parts of the body, okay? Um, but each is there to protect what's underneath. But, again, things can penetrate the skin. Um, remember DMSO people were using it for, uh, for arthritis. Uh, a lot of people, my dad used to rub, uh, uh, what the heck was this? A WD-40 on his skin, where his arthritis was and it made him feel better. So anyway, um, let's see. This is exactly what was discovered when COVID-19 was first genetically sequenced, prompting many scientists to, to suggest the virus had been genetically manipulated in a lab. The documents reveal that the same cast of characters already under scrutiny regarding the gain of function research in Wuhan, submitted the plan to DARPA, both British zoologist Peter Daszak of, excuse me, Echo Health Alliance, who later attempted to shut to shut down scientific debate on the possibility of a lab leak, and the Batwoman, Dr. Shi who who intimately, were intimately involved, excuse me, uh, Angus Dalgish professor of oncology at St. George's university of London, who maintains that the pandemic was likely the result of a genetically altered virus. said the research may have gone ahead even without the funding. And you could do that in China, right? Because everyone's basically a slave there. So scientists can't protest. They'll just work until they drop. Okay. There's a quote, this is clearly a gain of function, engineering the cleavage site and polishing the new viruses to enhance human cell infectability in more than one cell line, Daglish said. The the Telegraph notes the plans were rejected by DARPA, uh, with the agency noted it's clear that that the proposed project led by Peter Daszak could have put local communities at risk and further warning that Proper consideration of the consequences of enhancing the viruses has not been undertaken. Let that sink in. Even DARPA, the secretive military weapons development agency, the ones who have invented implantable microchips, cyborg dogs, and drone killing machines, said that the WIV gain-of-function plan was nuts. The Telegraph also notes that the COVID-19 researchers from the World Health Organization, WHO, who wish to remain anonymous, said that it was alarming that the grant proposal included plans to enhance the more deadly disease of Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS. The scary part is that they were making infectious chimera, chimera, MERS viruses, the source warned. Those findings dovetail with previous revelations and documents obtained by the Freedom of Information Act showing that lab tampering was undertaken on MERS like coronaviruses in several labs around Wuhan, including a three level, or excuse me, a level three biocontaminant facility, which has lesser security than the level four labs previously mentioned in relation to the outbreak. MERS viruses have 30 to 50% fatality rates, with the source noting that if one of their receptors replacements made MERS spread similarly to COVID-19, uh, while maintaining its lethality, this pandemic would be nearly apocalyptic. Drastic issues Drastic issued a statement on the latest finds urging urging given that we find in this proposal a discussion of plan of a planned introduction of human specific cleavage sites a relative by the a review by the world, excuse me, by the wide scientific community of the plausibility of artificial insertion is warranted. The accumulated scientific evidence that points to a potential coronavirus lab leak was well, as well as China's record on biosecurity and its uh, constant stonewalling warrants the adequate global independent investigation, which hasn't happened. It says read more at Infowars and Pandemic so folks, this came up a couple, three months ago, stating that you know there there was gain of function. Matter of fact, Fof, she's involved in this. He supposedly awarded funding to the Wuhan lab to work on gain of function. So you make it you make a weapon like that. Who are you going to do, use it against, folks? <laughs> um, it appears that you and me are who's going to be used against. Okay. Last but not least, <clears throat> world bombshell, leaking DARPA document, drastic analysis confirms attack on humanity using aerosolized skin penetrating nanoparticle spike proteins. Here we go again. The other article said that they've developed them and they can go through the skin. This one's talking about the same thing, the skin penetrating nanoparticle spike proteins. Okay. Okay. Uh, It was published on Thursday, September 23rd, again today, 2021, by Mike Adams. Uh, Tags, bad health, bad medicine, bad science, biological weapons, bioweapons, coronavirus, COVID, DARPA, depopulation, Echo Health Alliance, evil, Fauci, pandemic, plandemic, rigged, spike protein, vaccines, and Wuhan. I got to find out who they get to write their tags because they're really good. Okay, here we go. Natural news. Well, let's scan real quick to see how long this one is. Uh, it's, wow, it's a lot longer than the other one. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm just about over this thing. Oh, okay. It's going to be interesting to look at. I haven't read this before, folks. So, you, you know, this is new to me as well as it is to you. Okay. Just the title kind of really caught me, and I just, well, we have to talk about that tonight. Okay, natural news. Prepare for a flood of intel in today's Situation Update podcast, shown below. uh, Below the world bombshell, beyond the world bombshell, DARPA document leaked to drastic, which shows that Echo Health Alliance and Fauci conspired to release aerosolized skin penetrating uh, spike protein nanoparticles into wild bat populations in China, we should immediately leap to humans as planned. We also have bombshell intel about something else that makes it even more worse. Drastic has confirmed that Dastic and Fauci, working by the Wuhan Institute of Virology, WIV, were able to create 108, 180 hundred and eighty one eight zero strains of coronavirus bioweapons weapons and put them under the control of the communist Chinese, which is an act of treason, by the way. Um, we know that from other sources that CCP-run bioweapons deployment teams have crossed the U.S. border carrying MERS- augmented biological weapons with at least 30% fatality rate, with plans to release them in major U.S. cities when commanded to. The full credit to dr- uh, drastic. We ha- with full tr- credit to drastic. We have mirrored the PDF analysis of DARPA documents at this link uh, on NN servers. A PDF. And there's a link there if you want to go to this article. By the way, this article is uh, it's on natural news. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's, you know, half a million miles long. Um, okay. The original Health Alliance proposal of DARPA is numbered HR 001118S0017-PREEMPT-PA-001. Investigative journalist Lara Logan has confirmed all this through her own sources, as she is now warning that the migrant crisis in Texas is the perfect cover for America's enemies to sneak in a dangerous biological weapon. Our sources who have been in touch with uh, Logan have confirmed she knows much more, but isn't yet at liberty to go public with the full details. Okay, I don't know if this is all, but I think it's repeated down here. We have the full details here. Read the bulletins, the bullets carefully. This is the plan that now is underway to the best of our knowledge. It is far worse than you probably imagine. The super MERS attack is now imminent and the bioweapons deployment operators are already prepositioned across US cities, likely armed with drones and aerosol- aerosolizing drone det- attachments. We are about to be sprayed with a super dangerous biological weapon. Okay, first bullet point, DARPA originally funded MERS but refused to support any effort to release it into the wild. They wanted to keep it as strategic last ditch biological weapons for extreme emergencies. Bullet point two, Fauci and Echo Health Alliance finagled a way to get their hands on MERS which became the template for the gain of function research that that was laundered through the WIV uh, using taxpayer money Elements from, from MERS, HIV, SARS, and other viral strains were engineered together to create the chimeric bioweapons with special affinity for human ACE2 receptors. Daszak and Fauci approached DARPA to request funding for, to release their bioweapons in China. DARPA refused, DARPA refused, Excuse me. but they found funding through globalist sources that support depopulation. Next bullet point, had DARPA agreed to the funding, that second Farchi, hey, you know, go with it. Daszak and Fauci had planned to invite Zhang Li, the Bat Lady, to celebrate uh, to a celebration announcing uh, announcement at DARPA headquarters. SARS-CoV-2 was never designed to kill; it was designed to spread rapidly with no fatality to create a worldwide panic and demand for vaccines. Along with government knockdowns and global co- communism due to cases diagnosed by a fraudulent PCR test. Next bullet point. But MERS is a super deadly weapon. This will be released next, a souped-up version of MERS that has been weaponized by a Fauci, the NIH, and the WIV under the control of the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay. The Eco the Health Alliance uh, project proposed to DARPA mentions their plan to develop three to five coronavirus bioweapon strains each year. This would uh, be an ongoing, uh, never ending assault on humanity via biological weapons, all funded by the U.S. military working with Communist China. Huh. General Milley, maybe? Um, okay, we don't yet know the, the official designation of the MERS bioweapon but I'll call it SuperMERS for now. SuperMERS is already in the hands of PLA operators who have crossed into the United States via Mexican narco smuggling routes. The ccp slash PLA has hundreds of military advisors working with Mexico narcos with the promise that the narcos will receive a piece of the southern United States, USA, once China occupies and defeats the United States. These Chinese weapons operatives are told to simultaneously release supermers across the U.S. cities when given the activation command, which could come via public means such as the New York Times being ordered, to, ordered by China to use a certain phrase on a certain day. The New York Times has long been on China's payroll, just like most Democrats, half of the U.S. Senate and all big tech. The United, excuse me, the White House is most uh, completely controlled by the CCP and Biden is China's puppet. The supermerge strain will kill at least thirty percent of those who are infected under normal circumstances. But because the COVID vaccines have destroyed the immune response among vaccinated individuals, the death rate in the vaccinated may be significantly higher, fifty percent with a question mark. The supermerged strain Next bullet point, a SuperMERS strain is effectively the second half of the binary weapons system, with the first half being the vaccine. This is why tyrannical governments have pushed so hard for mass vaccination. It's a setup for the kill. The Biden administration has been working with China all along trying to achieve a 70% vaccination rate in the USA, which would translate into an overkill rate of at least 20% of the U.S. population once SuperMERS is released. This translates into about 70 million people, roughly speaking, or more than 10 times the death statistics of the Nazi Holocaust. The release of supermers cannot be stopped. The agents are already in place. The border has long been penetrated. America's military has been ordered to stand down during all this by treasonous Pentagon criminals like Millie and Austin. The left media wing is all in on this, as as is big tech. They're taking orders from China. The release of supermers will be called a variant by the criminal government, and they will blame the unvaccinated while activating the CDC's COVID health camps to round up politically dis- political dissidents and begin mass executions. Here's a map here, map of the CDC's current quarantine stations, which will be transformed into COVID death camps. So it looks like, The Pacific Northwest, uh, it's Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. Uh, Wyoming's by itself, so is Northern California. Southern California with Nevada, Utah, and Colorado. Arizona and extremely Southern California are together. New Mexico and Southwest Texas are together. Uh, North Texas, North Central Texas with Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, and Arkansas. Uh, Southeast Texas with Louisiana. Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida are together. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina are all together. Kentucky, Ohio, and Detroit are together. West Virginia and Virginia are together, as, as is, it looks like, Maryland. Delaware is, is with Pennsylvania. New Jersey's all by itself, huh? Uh, New York is with Vermont and Connecticut and uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Uh, New Hampshire and Maine are all together. And I forgot this part, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska are are together and Wyoming is all by itself. So, and it says from the CDC.gov website, CDC has the legal authority to detain any person who may have an infectious disease that is specified by executive order to be quarantinable. Treasonous imposter Joe Biden recently signed an EU uh, emergency use Um, adding measles to the list of uh, quarantinable diseases. Uh, Thus, any political dissident can be diagnosed with measles via fraudulent PCR testing and forcibly thrown into quarantine death camp run by the CDC. The state of Washington recently posted uh, a public jobs ad calling for isolation and quarantine strike team coordinators. I saw that, it's true. To help run its own quarantine camp in Centralia. Washington. Um, when the public became aware of this ad, Washington government goons scrambled to remove the strike team phrase from the job listing and stealth edited it, it, edited it to pretend that it was just an ad for people to do laundry and to change bedsheets. Yeah, really? Um, at the same time, we are hearing rumors that military personnel who refuse vaccinations are being loaded into buses and forcibly isolated. Quarantined by the military until they agree to be vaccinated. This isn't happening everywhere yet. Our report is from a single military base, but this practice could spread. Uh, Subtitle here, China will very shortly initiate a bioweapons release in America, likely followed by cyber attacks and financial system tactics. Well, the exact timing... On all this, it's always difficult to know it appears China will soon initiate its bioweapons t- attack on United or on America, making COVID look like child's play. Once this commences, anyone who doesn't take super-MERS seriously will engrave, be in grave danger. This will be a time to truly stay away from public places and avoid large cities where it is likely the Chinese operatives will use drones to disperse aerosolized skin-penetrating toxic nanoparticles based on the MERS research. Yes, American cities are about to be gassed, sprayed with deadly poison, much like Zyklon B, except at a much larger scale. Cyber attacks will likely be timed to coincide with, the, with the, this planned chaos and biowarfare death wave. And it seems about certain that China will choose this moment of vulnerability to assault America's financial standing, i.e. the world's reserve uh, country's, the currency status of the petrodollar. That just happened recently, actually. Very quickly, America could lose. Um, here's bullets here. A third of its active duty personnel, military personnel due to mass vaccinations. A third wave, a third of the US population living in targeted cities. Number three, uh, World Reserve currency statuses for its fiat current dollar, which would collapse to near zero value overnight. And number four, the power grid could go down uh, regionally during cyber attacks plunging areas of the country into darkness. At the same time, armed state and federal government agents, agents would unleash uh, as strike teams against the population, aim to achieve, and here's what they're gonna achieve. Number one, or try to achieve. Number one, nationwide gun confiscation. Number two, mass executions of political dissidents. Number three, medical kidnappings and quarantines and ex- executions of large populations in order to achieve depopulation. And number four, total government control over all movement, speech, and medical interventions. Expect highway checkpoints, vaccination papers, on site executions, door to door medical kidnappings, and every nightmare of government terrorism against the people that you could possibly imagine. More details are found in today's situation update. Okay, it says uh, prepared to be sprayed with aerosolized skin, penetrating toxic nanoparticles. It's all in the DARPA proposal, which DARPA refused to fund, thankfully. And the depopulation agenda is now abundantly obvious to everyone paying attention. All right. Pretty interesting. So we're at war, folks. Um, I named this show The Government of the Tyrants, by the Tyrants, and for the Tyrants Um, in a few Let's see where we're trying to go here. Oh, wow. I had this link all saved. Okay, I can find this really. Unless, nope. Let's see. Let's go here real quick. Nope. Okay. Real easy. This is real easy to find. Gettysburg address. See, I've already been there. Uh, Abraham Oh, I know where I put it. It's down here. I actually copied it. Lincoln, um, in, uh, let's see, 1863 during the civil war. And right after the Gettysburg uh, fighting the battle of Gettysburg, which was a terrible battle, um, or series of battles in one area that led to the death of uh, tens of thousands of both Northern and Southern troops. Um, it was a real black eye on the whole American societal, um, society of America, um, uh, because brother was fighting against brother and, and, uh, it was terrible. And it's just too bad that the, the people that live nowadays can't realize the, the cost that went into freeing the slaves. And, um, you know, we have to hear about how evil white people are. Well, you know, half a million white people died trying to free the people whose relatives or, or descendants are, uh, claiming that whites are, um, are evil. So if you can figure that one out, God bless you. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to read the speech cause it's a very moving speech. And, um, It just goes to show you what the government was like back in Lincoln's time and what his vision for the government was and and what it was to some degree until things went downhill in uh, the early 20th century. Uh, Lincoln read and he said, four score and seven years ago, which is 87 years, our fathers brought forth on this continent, a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war we cannot concentrate, consecrate, we cannot hollow this ground. The brave men, living and living dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for, the, for us, the living rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which, which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced it is rather for us here to us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we shall take increased devotion to cause to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain this nation under god shall have a new birth of freedom and that the government of the people by the people and for the people shall not perish from the earth abraham lincoln november 19 1863 at gettysburg pennsylvania how do you read that not not be touched by it you know it's um it's amazing that's back when america had character it's back when america cared about america it's back when America's leaders were more or less leaders and not, um, not puppets of some foreign entities, which they are today. So the government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Starting in the 20th century, that government of the people, by the people, for the people was slowly and methodically taken away from the people. And it was given to or I should say taken by, um, if, you, if you look far enough down the road um, or down the the list of the, the guilty, it's the bankers. The bankers usurped the authority of this country and overtook it. And they, they drove the last nail in the coffin when they started the Federal Reserve Bank. However, we serve a God of resurrecting power. And if this nation was conceived in liberty and on the the premise of, or the ideas that the Bible espouses. And if the people that started this country, not just the leaders, but all the people that were here were truly people of God and had him in mind when this country was established, then it was established under his name. And if it was established under his name, he, he upheld it and will continue to uphold it. And when Yahweh fights a jealous war, because he is a jealous God when it comes to his, his grace and his honor. He, um, he fights really, really hard, pretty hard. Um, and as scripture said, it's not good for, to be in the hand of the the living God. And, uh, in other words, it's not good to be on his bad side. And we have a bunch of people. If you look at Ephesians six, it says that we're not fighting, um, physical beings. We're fighting, um, Spiritual beings, prince, principalities, powers, rulers, um, the power of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I, my belief is a spiritual wickedness in high places. Since that seems to, since what Paul wrote there, seems to be a a, a linear um, hierarchy. Here we go of the demonic powers and the fallen angelic powers starts with the high and goes down to the low and i do believe that the um the elites the, the bankers and stuff that are running things i i don't think they're totally human to be t- quite honest with you but i think they're they're nephilim and that they're or the influence of nephilim and that they're here to de- to destroy the republic and any any kind of freedom on the whole earth and turn that whole earth over to the devil or satan and the only way to fight that is uh, by people who have the power of the Holy Spirit within them, but also people who are obedient to Yahweh. There's a lot of people out there to claim to have the Holy Spirit in them. And they they make claims and they fight battles that uh, they end up losing because they don't really know who they're fighting or how to fight. And if if Michael the Archangel didn't contend with Satan for the body of Moses, but had to call upon the name of the Lord to help him to be victorious when claiming the body of Moses. Then it tells me that if the archangel Michael couldn't do it. Who do we think we are? Okay, um, especially in this realm at this time. There'll be a time in a new heaven and new earth, and probably during the millennium, we'll have more power and authority than we have now. But now it's not a wise thing to pick up pick a fight with powers that are much more superior so anyway uh so how do we fight this well the biggest way to fight it is by resistance and by not having fear because this kind of energy this kind of power feeds on fear when they get people all worried that you know about their futures and about you know am i going to get arrested for not taking a shot and stuff it's it's not good because they feed they they get they actually obtain energy by by fear when humans have fear okay because when humans have fear they're not trusting god so that's that's an energy energizing factor for them for the fallen entities and when people have fear like i said they they lack faith and uh they lose okay until a time comes which they they realize that they're losing it, and they, if they're strong enough, try to reassert themselves into the battle, and um, and cast the fear away and start fighting. Um, so, don't be afraid. And the the best way to resist is just not to act. Our governor said that everybody should wear masks when they're in a the store. Depending on where you go here in Oregon, if you if you went to Eastern Oregon, nobody's probably wearing masks I would assume because that's more of a conservative area. but here um, our county abuts right up next to Marion County and Marion County is where the capital is and is Salem and different communities in my county, Lynn County. Uh, you can like if I go to Sweet home or even around here, uh, we kind of thumb our noses at wearing masks. Nobody hardly really wears masks here. And if they do, it's because they feel safe wearing masks. And everybody's okay with that. As opposed to um, Portland, where you'd get yelled at for not wearing a mask. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't want to go far, any farther than that. But um, it's resisting is real easy. Don't wear the mask. Get in large groups of people and, and celebrate the Lord and go to church and and have communion with one another, you know, um, fellowship with one another. Um, those are things that are all commanded of the Lord and we do it. Uh, no matter what a governor or president or whatever it says. Okay. Um, I wouldn't advise you to go out with a weapon and try to do anything. That's not a smart idea. That's not resistance. That's militancy. Okay. Uh, there are people that will probably be called to do that, but I don't think many of us are, okay? Yes, you can have a weapon to to uh, defend yourself, and that's the way I look at it anyway. Uh, my weapons are for defense, and if I have to, I'll defend myself against a lot of people. But uh, I digress. So um, resistance is the best part. Uh, resistance is fertile. Okay, it's not futile, it's fertile. When you resist, you're growing and other people see it and they want to resist and then other people see them. There used to be a commercial on years ago about some hair product. Um, and it had one gal and she'd say, tell two friends and then there'd be three women. And then it said, they'll tell two friends, you know, and then there was however many two times, four, you know. Um So it just kept multiplying until the whole screen was the same woman going and they'll tell two and so on and so on and so on that's the way it works you know it's a little leaven lemons the whole loaf you know you spread you get on the radio like this or you you talk with people privately at church or or uh and don't try to force anybody to do anything (laughs) it doesn't work um just asking questions and um questions are really neat because they they help people to think so i'm gonna go back here because we're done with that stuff um They they cause people to think, okay, if I came up to you and said, you know, um, okay, here's one, because I I had a run-in with a gal um, that left the note on the last thing I did here. But if I were to say, uh, you know, women shouldn't be an authority in the church, okay, meaning pastors and bishops and all the other things that are out there. And it's scriptural, okay. However, I had a woman get on there. And right, you know, called me basically a sexist and everything else. And that she was going to not listen to our platform anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, judging by the way you're talking to me, I don't want you listening to my platform anymore. Um, so she left, okay. And that's because I made a statement. Now, I have had asked a question. I I wouldn't ask a question about that, actually. But <clears throat> if I was on a one-on-one with people, And I'd say, you know, I really have a question about women having authority in a church. You know, is it is it biblical? You know, is it are there restrictions against it in Scripture? You know, and I'd probably leave it at that, and because I know, but that person would it would have it in her head. It you know be going back and forth, back and forth in her head. They'd finally get a Bible open and maybe do a Bible study online and hopefully get the right website that's biblically based. And they would realize that, yeah, it is scriptural that women should not be pastors or deacons or, or, um, elders and things like that. Um, yeah, I think I got that right. But, um, yeah, it, it is because it's supposed to be a man with one wife. So, but, you know, it doesn't restrict women from teaching other women. It doesn't restrict them from having some authority over other women, even men in the church. Okay, if, if the job so demands. Uh, we think of Deborah in the uh, in, a, in the Tanakh, who basically stood up and said, Hey, you know, I got to stand up because there's no men to stand up and do this. And I'm going to stand up and do it. She became a, a judge over Israel. Okay. And... uh God can use anybody he wants to use and he will use anybody he wants to use when he wants to use them, okay? Um, but he will not go against his own word. And where scripture says that about pastors and stuff like that, that is his word. He will not go against it. But um, anyway, I've done it a lot, uh, a question asking, you know? Um, and it works because people, you're not assaulting them or the, you're not making them think you're assaulting them. And you're posing it as a question. So you're kind of acting like, I don't know if this is true or not. And uh, it causes them to think, well, you know, maybe both of us can look at this and decide what it is. And that's good because when two people look at stuff and decide to be conquered together by looking at it, they, they many times come up with the same opinion. Or maybe that other guy will come back and say, well, you know, I found this in the Bible, but it just doesn't click with me. I just don't think it's right. And, you know, and they'd say, well, you know, God gave us free will. And that means we have the right to question what's in, in scripture, you know, but how far can we question it? You know, are, are we questioning it to to find an answer or are we questioning it to change it? You know, and it could lead to a really wonderful friendship and study with people. So um, it's really important to, to not browbeat people. And and make thus say it the Lord statements. You know, it's it's much easier to ask questions and to have them delve into it along with you and then come to this dark realization that uh you know that your subject matter is, is scriptural or not scriptural as the case may be. And um and and you remain friends, you know, or you become friends even after that. So um you know, it's I don't know. It's just I found that asking questions works a lot better unless someone is so adamant that they're they're actually posing a danger to other believers by causing them to question. So then I can go into scripture and say, well, scripture says this. What do you got a problem with it saying that for? Well, it doesn't mean that. Okay, well, let's get into a word study let's look up that word that we both are, are wondering about, you know, and I think it means this and you think it means that let's go into the Greek or the, as it maybe, or the Hebrew, as it may be, and look and see what's going on with that word. And, uh, and then it's God teaching them. It's not you. It's the Bible teaching them. Um, everything needs to be steered back to God focused. And when we can do that, things work out a lot better. Uh, husbands and wives many times husbands and wives get into these little arguments you know and um my first marriage what we decided to do i'd never been married before and i was in my 40s so i was kind of set in my ways and so was she um but what we decided is we didn't want to fight and my my current wife we had we were the same way you don't like to fight and uh, so we'll work things out we'll talk things out and anyway so one time we were really kind of getting heated talking with my first wife and i and um i said here's the deal i says we're not getting anywhere here and we're getting mad at each other i said how about you stay here and you pray and i'll go in the other room and i'll pray and i'm going to pray that if i'm wrong the lord will show me and i'm going to pray that if you're wrong the lord will show you and you pray the same thing for me you know And, and we did, and a little time went by and we both realized that each one of us was a little wrong. We were a little tweaked, each one of us, so that this didn't fit into this, this like this, it fit kind of like that, you know, and, but when we, we finally figured things out, everything came around and everything fit really nice like that. And so that's what, you know, we have to work in Concord with one another in peace and in, in wanting to know the truth, not wanting to be right. Okay. If you if you argue to be right, you're probably wrong. Okay, uh, you're wrong because you're arguing. You shouldn't be. Okay, that's the first point, and you might be wrong about the issue too. Anyway, I don't know how I got way off on this, but um, I think that what happens is that many of us, when we're dealing with each other, believers, um, Jews and Christians, Christians and Jews, Christians with Christians, Jews with Jews, um, we want to be right, and like I said, when that happens, then you're wrong because that's pride getting in there. And the only one that's right is Yeshua, okay, and Yahweh. Yahweh Yeshua is right about everything. And if we think we are, then we have to really do a re- brain scan, a, a, a heart check, and uh, and find out what the real truth is, okay? Um, and once we can start working in Concord or peace with one another, contentment with one another knowing that we won't belittle one another trying to find out the truth once that happens we can we can move forward and we can fight our enemies we if we don't fight each other finding our enemies is wonderful it's easy because we work together doing it so that's what we need to do the believers need to overcome this i want to be right kind of thing it's of the flesh and it's pride pride is of the devil actually that was his original sin okay and uh pride uh haughtiness cometh before to fall and pride cometh before destruction and believe me i don't want any destruction in my life or you or anybody else's life so if you have an issue ever with us talk with us about it don't come like that woman did and just attack us uh we, we were online the other day here and we had the chat room going and some guy comes in there, he goes, you guys are wrong about everything. And then we never heard from him again. Well, that was obviously a troll attacking, you know. But, you know, you or me, if we got a problem with one, or we need to say, hey, you know, this this is bothering me. And we need to talk about it. And, you know, me and Brian would be glad to talk with anybody about anything. It's not that anything precipitated what I'm saying here. It's just common sense. And it's, it's a godly approach to resolving problems. And I think it's far lacking in a church uh, amongst believers and it's far lacking in synagogues and it needs to be fixed real quick because evil is getting stronger and stronger. Darkness is getting darker. And if we're not together, um, like a parallel, um, a serial battery bat- uh, or a circuit wired in, in serial, should do it there's two different kinds of electrical circuits basically there's serial, where you go in you know, the old christmas lights used to be this way if one light went out every light after it went out okay because you had you were going in the positive the side of one bulb not the negative side into the next bulb positive negative and then so if one bulb broke you were breaking the connection that's a, that's called being um wired in series it's called a serial, um, wiring. The other one is parallel. Parallel is like one line and off of each line comes a positive and a negative. Okay. And if this one goes, you still have this line here that's feeding everything else and it's a much better kind of connection. But if we're wired in series and one of us, like a chain, and the chain is another example. If a chain has a weak link and a link breaks, the chain breaks, right? So if the chain cares about the chain, or believers care about believers, we should be finding the weak links and addressing their weak links. We should be fixing the weak links. Um, some chains get a little, in one of the links, they'll get a little crack and over a period of time that crack gets bigger and then rust gets in there and it weakens it even further and then pretty soon that, that link breaks. However, if the chain were to say, hey, you know that, theoretically here, Um, the chamber to say hey, that link is in trouble. We need to fix that link and help that link. You know, then that link gets fixed and the chain is whole again. Okay. Um, Many illustrations you could use, but we need to get ourselves fixed before we try to fix the world. Okay. Anyway, with that having been said and seeing I've gone an hour and 45 minutes and never meant to go that long because I like to chat and gab, you know, anyway um but hopefully the chatting and gabbing produced some good stuff and and uh and people were blessed and fed and everything else and i know that some of you have been praying about our housing situation by the way and i i just want to let you know man it's 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 amazing what's going on um our daughter and her husband are kind of worried about their house because it's way out in the country and they were getting very few people coming by but Recently, they've had a few people combine them. It looks like there may be a, a good thing that comes out of it. Um, today, we had seven people <laughs> come and look at this place We were gone most of the day. And uh, we heard today that there are quite a few offers. And then this is how the Lord works, okay? So we got all this good stuff going. And, and inside, I'm going, well, you know, that's only seven. You know, that could just, all that stuff can kind of fall apart. You know, when it comes to doubt, I'm like, I'm Thomas. Okay. Um, not as bad as Thomas, but you know, I questioned things and stuff like that. And it's, it's a characteristic character fault. Um, anyway, so I went next door, we have a little country store next door and I went over there and found out that the store sold cause they were selling and they sold to some people. I don't know where they're from or what their deal is, but, um, and I frankly don't care. But uh, I was talking to one of the helpers there that I've known for a while. And she said, well, you know, these guys are buying the store and they want to buy your house too. And I'm like, oh, good. Here's number eight. And eight's the number of completion. So that's interesting. But um, so they're going to get in hold of our realtor tomorrow and see what happens. But um, so your prayers, I feel, because I asked for prayer the other day. Your prayers, I feel, are are being heard by Yahweh. And He's doing wonderful and and miraculous things. So we'll keep you apprised as to what's going on, but uh, don't stop praying, please. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, And that having been said, uh, I'm really tired. It's been a long, long day. And I'm going to close this off, and I think I'll just upload everything tomorrow. Um, But uh, anyway, between tonight and monday if i don't do another show before then which is probably going to happen anyway but um i just pray that you guys have a blessing um that uh yahweh will, will be with you when you're rising up and you're lying down you're going in and you're coming out you're every day every aspect of your day every aspect of your night while you're sleeping that he puts his angels over you his warrior angels to guard over you and that um You will turn to him in time of need. But may he grant you peace and contentment in the name of Yahweh Yeshua. Amen. Folks, live long and prosper. Good night.